Tienes mucho en tus manos. Pero con solo mover un dedo puedes dar marcha atrás con Pro Trailer Backup Assist disponible. Presentamos la nueva Ford F-150 2024. Ya sea que estés trabajando al máximo o divirtiéndote al máximo. Esta camioneta te respalda porque está hecha para ser una parte indispensable de tu equipo. Fuerza así de inteligente solo puede ser F-150. Construida con orgullo Ford. Fuerza Ford. Aloha mamá. ¿Dónde andas? <ríe> Seguro de compras. Tengo mucho que contarte. Hawái es increíble. He estado de un lado a otro con mi unidad. Todos son súper talentosos. Ya reparamos otro helicóptero Blackhawk y oficialmente formamos nuestro equipo de fútbol. Para la próxima, te cuento cómo voy con el surf y me cuentas qué te pareció el podcast que te compartí. ¿Ok? Te quiero mucho. Be all you can be. Visitando goarmy.com diagonal español. When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously. Shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but I don't care. So, just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. For all those mamas who are expecting in 2024, this year will, without a doubt, be a transformative year. And we're so excited for you. Welcoming a new baby, becoming a mom, and embracing all the new things is thrilling. But of course, the change could also be challenging. Today, we hope you'll keep your heart and your mind open as we share a few tips for all those new mommies-to-be. We read the books. We bought the things. We thought we were ready. And then life took our plans and changed them. I'm Karen. I'm Victoria's mommy, and I work in tech. And I'm Pamela. I have a baby boy named Ford, and I'm a journalist. And although we're both first-time working moms, we're actually pretty different. And that's totally okay, because we both agree that our most important work is raising our kids. We really need each other and can only get through this together. Welcome to Motherish Moments. This episode of Motherish is presented by the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander, Working moms know that life's not always going to be picture perfect, but it's those real everyday moments that make parenthood so awesome. The first ever Toyota Grand Highlander is loaded with features to help you embrace every adventure. It has a spacious third row, roomy enough for an adult, a 12.3 inch multimedia touchscreen, a hands-free power liftgate, and ample cargo capacity. It even has seven USB-C ports and 13 cup and bottle holders. So finally, the kids might stop bickering back there. Embrace your family's unique journey. It's pretty grand. Toyota is proud to partner with us to present this conversation about new mommies to be in 2024. Hello, Pamela. Hi. Guys, Pamela looks like a freaking princess today. And she's <laughs> like, oh, I just threw something on. And I'm like, okay, okay, Pamela. Like your hair, your dress. You. My hair's wet, your, actually. Just... But it's so cute, the little twisty thingy. You know, I feel like if I do that, I look 12. Like no. the hairstyle. It's a really cute hairstyle she has going on. But I'm in this like in-between short and long hair era and it is the absolute worst part of cutting your hair when you're growing your hair out. I'm dying to cut my hair too, by the way. Oh, just don't do it. That may be a for 2024. I'm excited for this episode. Every time someone tells me they're expecting or they're pregnant or someone they know is expecting, I get so excited for them mm -hmm. because it is a one-time-in-a-lifetime type of joy, like the newness of things. 
that, I don't know, that just makes me so happy for them. And like a little jealous, you know, because you only really go through that joy. A first time. The you first mean, time, right? Mm-hmm. Like the first time you become a mom. I mean, I'm sure. I mean, we I don't only have one. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we don't, we know. don't know. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. But I'm saying like the newness of it, right? Like, I don't know. I'm excited for them. So I have a few friends actually who are expecting. So. Oh, um, you do? That's yeah. so nice. For the first time? For the first time. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I love to support moms who are expecting, whether it's, you know, their first or second or third. I, you know, I often feel like there's just never enough help or extra hands or whatever. So, well, um, this podcast was born because Karen reached out to me when I had just given birth, you know, kind of announced or shared on Instagram that I had just had my son. She kind of did the DM like, hey, I'm here if you need anything. I still was like in a blurry stage of it. I had just given birth. I think I was expecting. Also, like we didn't even really like we weren't even like super close or anything. But I don't know. I just felt compelled. Like it was like, I don't know what. Yeah, that's what's very random the, DM. The concept of this podcast is we reach out to other moms because once you're in the middle of it or once you go through it, you know how necessary and important it is to yeah. have the support and to have someone that you could like ask any question that you may have during the process. So mm-hmm. that's how. And that's here how we are. Here we are. Here we are. Okay. Do you have a motherish moment? I have. I have. Okay. One. Go, ahead, go. go ahead. So. You know, ever since I stopped working last year, last year, guys, it's last year. Ever since I stopped working last year, I started doing like, you know, like videos on Instagram, being more intentional about some of the content that I was creating on Instagram. And every now and then Victoria will be, will want to be part of it. I never force her, you know, and if she's around and and if she's willing and if she wants to, usually if it comes out of her, I'll be like, okay, let's do it. So the other night we were going to make chocolate chip pancakes, which I... For the record, in the morning, she was like, I'm like, what do you want for breakfast? She's like, I want French toast. I'm like, fine. So I made her French toast. And as she was eating the French toast, she was like, I also want chocolate chip pancakes. I'm like, no, 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 no. We do one or the other. We did. This is not like a restaurant. Like, And so she goes, okay, well, when can I have chocolate chip pancakes? I'm like, you know what? If you want, you can have chocolate chip pancakes for dinner. Like we could do wow. breakfast for dinner. Okay. And so I forgot. And then that night, it was like 8.30 at night. She was like, mommy, what about my chocolate chip pancakes? And I was like, no. (laughs) So I was like, fine, let's do it. So we ended up making the chocolate chip pancakes. And she goes, let's do a video. And I'm like, what? She's like, let's do a video. I'm like, okay. So we did a video and it was so cute. I mean, obviously I'm biased. She's my kid, but like, she was adorable. It was so funny. And she was kind of clowning me in the video because at one point I was saying how I was adding like uh, high protein yogurt to the mix or whatever. And she's like, because yogurt is healthy and it's good for you and whatever. And I'm like, are you clowning me? So she's kind of like, oh, and then another part, like, I was really frustrated about something that had just happened. She goes, mommy breathe in, breathe out. Are you okay now? And I'm like, yes, I am. But like, it's, she's such a, I think something about her turning five, it's like, it's a big game changer here. Like where I feel like I've reached a new level in the Nintendo game. And like, now I'm in another, I'm in another, it's another game. It's nice. I know. I'm I'm in a good season too. I am loving four, oh, not four. He's not four yet. I am loving this almost four stage. Mm -hmm. I felt like during the last school break that he had, and we spent a lot of time together, like we were 24-7 together. We traveled a lot today, you know. So when we travel, he gets to sleep with me 
mm-hmm. you know, in the bed, and uh, which is not something that we do when we're home. So I feel like that extra bonding time really strengthened like our relationship. And he's just again, like I'm loving the person he's becoming. He's funny and he's like a little sarcastic and like he's a little witty. But he has like a little bit of an attitude, not with me specifically, but like the other day my mom was, I don't want him to be rude either, right? Right, right. So like my mom was like, he was like telling us a story and then my mom kind of like was like interrupting, but like in a very sweet way, kind of like adding like, oh my God, look how cute he is. And he's like, Abu, I'm talking to my mom. Woo! Like with his hand in the air. <laughs> so at that point, like you, you kind of want to s- reprimand him for like talking to his grandma that way or like, you know, like take responding back. But you're also like, just like an awe of like his attitude and yeah, his personality yeah, yeah. and like yeah they're like grown-ups like little grown-ups you know so th- that hasn't really he's like does this rolling of his eye thing which is also <laughs> like not okay but also like so cute mm-hmm. and then he's like super into this like coordinating stuff like planning things so he's like okay mom you look the other way and i look the other way and then like we both turn around and we kiss <laughs> So I'm like, okay. So he keeps doing those little things and it's just like, I don't know, it's cute. He's a little bossy, which is also kind of cute, but not really. You know, like, again, I'm like in the middle of like what's cute and what isn't at some point, right? Yeah. But for now, I'm enjoying it and I'm loving it. He did have the worst, and I wanted to talk about this, tantrum ever in a restaurant. It wasn't even a tantrum. I told you about this. He was like pretending he was like asleep and he was like dead weight on the floor. Just like he would throw himself on the floor. Wasn't crying, wasn't making a noise. He was just like closing his eyes and just throwing himself on the floor. And it was just so frustrating to like keep cool in public. The restaurant was packed. It was in New York. And it was kind of just leaning down and doing like the really like scary whisper to him. Like, get up right now, wake up right now. Like, <laughs> and it was just, you know, it was frustrating. And um, and I almost lost my cool. But then he kind of like woke up. And I did, oh, I take that back. I ended up falling in the restaurant. So that kind of like. You did lose your cool. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I just lost it crying. And then finally he kind of like, okay, this is like not funny. So then it ended up being okay. But yeah, I hadn't had one of those episodes in a long time. I think ever this bad. We just kind of like want him to like react and they're just not caring. They don't care. He didn't care. I mean, for me, that was most of age four. So I don't know. <laughs> I, that's, why I'm, that's why now I'm like, oh my God, I survived. Like I'm coming out of the woods. Age four was super tough. I mean, if you think back, remember the episode that we did with Dr. Erica Velez, like, uh, like it was like six yeah. months ago. It's because I was like, I was like, we need to speak to this woman because I was dying. Yeah, SOS, like, help, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Age help. four for me was real, real tricky with those kinds of things. Like it's this like new power that they have and like they're going to test you. And like, I couldn't keep my cool. <laughs> like I was, I lost my cool all the time and that's why I feel like this moment right now is so transformative because I'm like whoa this is so weird I mean obviously we still have like you know bickering and whatever but like much more manageable than the beginning of age four this episode we're gonna go back in time we're gonna go back to those early days of motherhood which I recently thought about a lot because a neighbor was moving out to, she she bought a house in Charlotte. So she moved to Charlotte over the holidays. She was part of your mom group. No, no. So she was the first friend that I made in the neighborhood. Okay. And I met her right after, like short, let's say Victoria was probably like four or five months old when I met her. And I think at that moment, I was so desperate for a friend, so desperate for like someone because at that time, my friends, number one, like my 
let's say, quote, old friends all live like pretty far away from me and no one lives near me. And their kids are all, were also like older than mine. There's a big disconnect there. And so I was really kind of just floating in this weird like space. And this girl who d- doesn't have, didn't have kids at the time was walking in front of my house looking like she was going to like a gym that there was like a gym in the corner. And I literally was like, hello. <laughs> like, the girl was what, like a newborn at this she, point? Yeah, yeah. She was like, she was sleeping inside, like taking a nap or something. She was probably like four, four or five months old. But I was like, hi, are you going to work out at that new gym over there in the corner? Like, like a psychopath. Like, like desperate for like desperate for interaction, like, adult yes, yes. conversation. And whatever, long story short, we ended up, you know, becoming friends. And she, since then, had two kids and stuff. But as she was moving away, I was like, man, like, you were my first friend. And you were the first person who helped me do, like, outside of, like, my husband, my mother, you know, let's say predictable people. Mm -hmm. Like, she and I would go, like, we went paddleboarding together. We went, like, swimming in a like recreational pool like as a sport together like things that I was never ever gonna do she like pushed me to do them at a time where I really needed it so her name is Alicia so quick shout out to Alicia for that and now you know she has moved on into her new life but anyway it made me think about this time and so as I was writing the four tips that you know each one of us are going to share for kind of 2024 2024 four pointers for 2024 if you are a new expecting mom or if you're currently the mom of a newborn or if maybe you're on your second or third child but maybe there's been a little bit of a gap and you forgot a lot of things and you're kind of feeling like a new mom all over again we're gonna share you know some things and like I said at the beginning you know try to keep an open heart and an open mind because I know for sure when I was an expecting mom everybody's like comments and tips I was like Wah, wah, whatever but you're not gonna be like me and and yeah no I fell flat on my face with that so even though I do hate when people are like get sleep alone you're not gonna that's sleep. so to me that's I, the stupidest thing to me say too. Me sleep too. Me too. now like you can't bank sleep guys yes, like yes yes it pisses so, me off so much <laughs> I'm gonna start off with something similar to your anecdote which is build a community mm-hmm. I know it sounds cliche but it's very important and to be very intentional about who you build your community with so I think key point for me was finding moms who were you know at that point I did this proactively when I was pregnant so I wanted to reach out to my friends who were also expecting babies more or less the same time around that I was Mm -hmm. expecting Mm -hmm. uh, that I was due and I had two type of friends ones who were also new moms with me who were either had just given birth or you know were about to give birth also and number two, I had friends who were also about to give birth, but would, were on baby number two or three. Mm-hmm. And those experienced moms, for me, made a huge difference. For, yeah. Because for whatever reason, their advice, their experiences were more valuable to me. Because, again, their older babies weren't that much older. They were maybe like two or three years. Right. You know, that, so that it helped. was so fresh. Mm-hmm on their mind they were also going through it uh, with me so my friend Paola was expecting Camila actually they're a day apart so Camila and Ford are Camila is April 21st Ford is April 22nd and this was baby number three for Paola so she was and she still is like my go-to mommy for those things and I think I proactively again she was like a friend of mine but we had never bonded over motherhood because I didn't have children before and I never noticed how knowledgeable she could be with either resources or 
you know, the way that I was like feeding, like breastfeeding, like her mom was also so helpful, like making like those home, you know, recipes to like increase my breast like milk. I don't know if they worked or not, but whatever. But, you know, it's the intention of kind of feeling supportive yeah. by people who are going through the same things yes. at the same time. So that was important for me. And then number two, I just think friends who are also going to have kids who are going to become friends with your children, mm -hmm. right? I think earlier on when you're not in school or daycare, your children's community and friendships really fall on the mother, right? Yeah. So I wanted friends who had boys and girls who were the similar age as Ford. And, you know, back then it was a pandemic. So more, even with more reason, we had to really be proactive about creating that environment for your children. Right. You had like the baby yoga. Yes, I had the baby did. yoga. I had like all these activities. We just spent time together. Uh, my friend Yaling also was on baby number two. Her, mm -hmm. her second one is also a few months apart from Ford. So I was very lucky and I know it doesn't happen the way, but also like when you reached out to me, um, Victoria's a year older than Ford. Like I really leaned in to people like being nice about mm -hmm. hey if you have any questions say hey let me know yeah i'm here and i always say this people are so willing to help if you ask them so like be intentional about who you're surrounding yourself with mm -hmm. and then it's helpful to have a balance between experienced moms and moms who are also going through this journey with you yeah so your number one is community build a community yes build a community you right. have to build it. it's not gonna come nope you have to like go out and no. and look for it go out and, and tell them that you kind of want to you know build this support system and build your village okay so my number one is in no particular order let go of your expectations i think that when i was pregnant i really imagine things to be a certain way. And a lot of times this happens, you know, specifically with like the way your labor and delivery is going to be, but it feels like it goes, for me, it goes so beyond that, like beyond that in, in the sense of like, you know, or how are you going to be relaxed? Are you going to be uptight? Are you going to have anxiety? Are you going to, you know, be one of those moms who like gracefully breastfeeds or like another mom who is like, forget it. Formula is the route for me. Like there's so many options. There's so many paths. And I think when you're pregnant or when you, you know, just had your baby sometimes and not everyone, but I, this is again, from my personal experience, you have a certain way that you think things are going to go. And like, The majority of the times they don't go that way. And I think it's important for you to be flexible and know that like the way your life is going to be, the way your journey is going to be with your child. Even the way you're going to react to things, right? Yes. It's not even about things going a different way. It's about how you're going to be feeling in that moment. Yes. I think sometimes we expect to be this type of mom, but then you're actually for sure. another type of mom. Mm -hmm. You're more attached to certain things. You're yeah. less emotional about certain things. So I think that's also like to be open about like, hey, I can go either way. Correct. So like, again, it's just like kind of let go of, don't be rigid. Don't stick to like, I'm going to be this way because... You know, I read this book and this is what I want to be. And like, you might end up feeling differently and that's okay. So just be flexible in your journey, be dynamic in your journey and know that like you can change your mind at any given point about whatever it is that you're doing with your baby. Las acciones dicen más que las palabras. Abre el Pro Access Tailgate disponible de la nueva Ford F-150. Sí, una puerta oscilatoria de fácil acceso para convertir su cama en tu nuevo taller. Conecta tus herramientas al Pro Power Onboard disponible. Ya sea que necesites soldar o cortar madera, con la F-150 puedes. Fuerza así de inteligente, solo puede ser F-150. Construida con orgullo Ford. Pro Access Tailgate disponible en la primavera de 2024. 
When something happens to your car, you might say, But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Boost Mobile tiene una gran oferta para que aproveches tu reembolso de impuestos al máximo y te mantengas conectado. Al cambiarte a Boost, recibe un 50% de descuento en tu primer mes de datos ilimitados. O, con un plan ilimitado de 40 dólares, llévate un Samsung Galaxy A15 5G por $39.99. Obtén los mejores teléfonos en las redes 5G más grandes del país. Con Boost Mobile, cambiarse es fácil. Solo visita BoostMobile.com. Boost Mobile, sin miedo al éxito. Para clientes nuevos y solamente en línea, requiere Arupay. 50% de descuento en el primer mes requiere un plan de 25 dólares al mes. Aplican otras restricciones. Visita BoostMobile.com. My number two is going to be ask for specific help. Again, people will reach out and sometimes it feels like small talk, right? Hey, congratulations. You need anything? You're like, and here's my list. <laughs> yes, actually. No, because you're usually either don't want to bother people and you're like, no, no, it's okay. Don't worry about it. I'm like, oh, sure. Just come by and see the baby. I think you need to be very specific about what makes a difference in your day-to-day. -day. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a very day-to-day -day journey type of approach, right? Like every day is going to be different. Every day you're going to feel like you have control of something and then something new is going to be thrown at you and you have to adapt again. So what really helped me that I feel like I should have done more of is be very specific in terms of like, hey, I want to take a shower. Can you be here at 7 a.m.? Just sit with the baby for like 20 minutes and I'm going to jump in and out. Like, mm -hmm. Or like, hey, I'm really stressing out this like breakfast. I'm not eating myself. Like I'm so worried yeah. about the baby. Can you just bring me like a bagel and coffee? Like, I don't know. Just like be very specific and don't be afraid to like, because I feel like sometimes that gives people guidance, right? Because yeah. sometimes people do want to help if we do have that option and that blessing, but they don't know exactly how they could help. Yeah. Or like, thank you so much for bringing all this food, but right now I really need help folding baby right. onesies like you know yeah people right. come with their intention of what right. they think yes. you need yes but you gotta say what you really need yes and be very specific and and i think people at the end of the day will appreciate it right because i feel like some people think that that's so ungrateful of you like hey i'm asking to help and now you're here like hey hey thanks but no thanks what i really need is this but yes it's okay to do that because at the end of the day is you're trying to look for ways that are going to make you feel um less overwhelmed mm -hmm in order for you to be able to enjoy your baby even more, right? Yeah. So you have to always remember, like, and we talk about this a lot, like, fill your cup, do what makes you feel good. And I, that's actually my number three point. <laughs> But for this one, I just think it's important to be very specific about if someone is willing to help and you are able to get some help, to be just very specific about what really will make a difference in your life easier at mm -hmm. that moment. Yep. My number two is the days are long, but the years are short. I read this quote for the first time in a book called The Happiness Project. I read it like shortly after I got married or like I think I was engaged. I don't know. And the author of the book at the time, you know, was talking about, you know, her life with children and everything. And I couldn't relate. And I really I remember reading it and being like, what a concept. But oh, okay, whatever. And now it really is just like something that stuck with me because, you know, I am around the corner from having a daughter who's going to be five. And man, there were some really long stretches, yet here I am thinking that it went by as quickly as the blink of an eye. So it's such a like complex 
thing for your mind to live through it. But really, really, I promise you, this is so true. Like there are moments that feel really long, but before you know it, it's behind you. The good, the bad, the hard, the complicated, the not so complicated. It goes by really, really fast. So just know that. And, you know, if you are feeling like you're in the trenches, just know that it's going to pass very quickly. And before you know it, it will feel like a long memory behind you and you'll be on to to better things. I love that. I think that approach helped me also appreciate even like the the hard things, right? Like for me, I remember like I always also complained that Ford's a heavy baby. So even carrying him was always a challenge for me. And now I still carry him and I carry him with so much more joy, even though more of a back pain. (laughs) (laughs) But it's always like, you know, and again, these memes and these quotes are like such like such great reminders that at some point, I think I saw the meme the other day, I'm going to cry. They're like, I think it was like a dad actually posted this. I think it was like the tired dad or one of those where he kind of like carries his daughter. Like she's like a little bit older now, maybe like five years old, carries her, like walks her to bed, reads her book. And it's like one day without noticing it's going to be the last time I'm going to carry my daughter up the stairs and put her in bed. And I think those transitions sometimes happen without you really you don't notice. noticing or being no. aware of it. So that's why every I always love seeing those like cheesy like quotes or reminders or videos because they are a reminder of like, okay, this is like, I'm going to do it as long as I can. So like every time Ford asked me to carry him, like mommy, you know, up or like whatever, I do it with so much joy because at some point I won't be able to do it, right? <laughs> Reminder, no to self since Victoria is still in our bed. <laughs> One day she's going to leave our bed. <laughs> One day when she goes to college. <laughs> <laughs> One day she'll be 32. She'll be like, okay, mom, I'm good. Bye. <laughs> but yeah, but it, it does change your perspective, you know, like when they're doing those little things that, that may be annoying you or stressing you or making you emotional, just like, you're like you know what? These are the things. Like, and I think there's like a song now that says like, these are the moments. These are the things. Or it's probably gonna, a country song. It is, sure. it is. It is. It is a country <laughs> song, and I love it. Yeah, I think it's called "These Are the Moments." Like, these are the moments you're going to miss. Like the mess around your house, and like the footsteps. In there's your one house. country song. <laughs> Hold on. There's one country song. Last thing you know. No, next thing yes, you know. Da, da, da. Oh my god, that song is like brutal. Like, next thing you know, like the next thing's happening, and then it, yes. the next thing is happening, and it's like he's like next thing you know, seasons. like your kids are out of the house, and you're back getting to know your wife all over again. Next thing you know, and you're like, I, I can't keep up. This is only a three minute song, and like your whole life just went through it. I can't. I also think it's it's like like when you watch a show, right? Like every season that you watch, when you enjoy the show, it's so good. It goes by so quickly. And yeah. except and for this seasons, is us, this is us. Oh my god! <laughs> I know. But so yeah, so I, I love that one. Okay, good. so my, my number three, of course, I was I love this one is don't forget about yourself. Oh, good, good. Easier said than done. I know, especially at the beginning when there's so much change going on, mm-hmm. and it's okay to feel overwhelmed. Like everyone went through this and. Either people forget or they just don't talk about it. But adapting, especially for baby number one. Again, I don't have baby number two yet. But I'm saying for those who are adapting to becoming a mom, you're becoming a new person. You're like, you know, it's a lot of change. Like your schedule, your routine, your body, your priorities. Like you have hormones. Like there's so many reasons why you're becoming a new version of yourself. And Mm -hmm. I think it's important to not forget yourself. And again, easier said than done. Because at that moment, you're just trying to keep this little human alive and just... 
at least for me, I just wanted to feel like I was succeeding at motherhood. Like I wanted to feel like I was being a good mom before anything else, right? So you are making sure that he's eating well, he's sleeping well. He's like, look, look, he looked like to me, like my kid looked like a little doll every time. Like I want him to look cute and clean and healthy. And like, he was such a priority for me. But I also like very early on, and I think it's what helped me maybe enjoy the journey more was I never forgot about like, prioritizing myself because I know that I needed I physically needed to feel strong and mentally well mm -hmm. for me to be able to get through the days again mm -hmm. the days are so long and so stressful that you need to be able it's like you like running a marathon like you're gonna prep you're gonna prepare you're gonna like eat well you're gonna hydrate you're gonna and this is kind of like every day it's a marathon so <laughs> every day you need to really fill your cup and prioritize yourself so that you you know even before i go i will go to bed i was okay what's gonna make me feel stronger and happier tomorrow mm -hmm. and whatever that was i would do it it was a priority it was like i need to do it it's like filling your your car with gas oh my god i feel so old saying that. <laughs> or like charging your car a lot of people still do it i know i know, I know. <laughs> But it's different for every mother. It's different for like every, especially for every season of motherhood, right? Like maybe when you have a newborn, prioritizing yourself looks different. It looks like I'm going to take a 15-minute bath instead of like a five-minute rush shower. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe when your child is six months, prioritizing yourself maybe looks like, hey, I'm going to go have lunch with my girlfriend. I, it's okay for someone else to watch him now. Mm. When your child's a year old, like it's going to keep continue to change and you have to be able to rearrange those priorities and really you know refocus yourself on like okay what's gonna keep me physically healthy mentally happy mm -hmm. and just feel balanced for you to be able to be a better mom to your child yep that one was my hardest that was the the largest struggle for me was your your point number three okay so my point number three is to learn to manage your inner voice you know my whole life i've had a pretty demanding inner voice right that voice in your head that pushes you motivates you sometimes criticizes you you know everybody's is different but in my case my inner voice I think my closest loved ones would say that my inner voice is really hard on on myself I'm, I'm pretty hard on myself and what happened to me hard in terms of like <clears throat> setting high expectations or just you feel like you're never enough? Like, carding which way? Both of those simultaneously all the time. Like, it's never a, you're doing a great job right now. You know, it's always, but what else? But this is not good. This is different seasons of my life. It's been harder. And so particularly during the early kind of few years <laughs> of motherhood, during the first couple years of motherhood, it was just my inner voice got real hard to deal with. One of the things that I have learned is that you can get a better handle on your inner voice when you say things out loud. I actually learned this from like this nutrition thing that I did once where they were talking about like change, if you wanted to change like your eating habits. It's one thing if you say in your head like, I'm doing a good job as a mom, it's okay, whatever. But if you don't actually say it out loud and hear your voice saying it through your ears, <laughs> it doesn't, really hit the same so something that I that has helped me a lot is also now that I have a small person who speaks to me Victoria's like 
actual voice about how she thinks about me. I'm trying to make that be more like my right. inner so voice. So whatever you're telling yourself, and then when you say it out loud, mm. like, is it okay for a child to hear you talk to yourself that way? That's what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, like, correct, correct, correct. But, but that's like, that's a good way to measure, like, it's... Right, like, Victoria, for example, like, will tell me all the time, like, Mommy, you look so beautiful today. Oh, I love this on you. Or look, you look so pretty. And I'm like, okay, my inner voice needs to sound a lot more like the things that she says to me versus the things that I say to myself. And so during that early postpartum stage, my inner voice was constantly like, not enough. Or why is this baby sleeping more than yours? And why aren't you breastfeeding? You Did you try hard enough? This, you know, whatever. Whatever it is, like all of those things, your inner voice is gonna have a field day with it if you yeah. let it. Yeah. And so you have to really just be like, no. And ladies, the hormones are real. Like there is something yeah, in yeah, your yeah, body yeah. that's like, also it's like not you. It's like you're on a ride. Like you're literally on, you. on a ride. Like there's so many things that are out of your control during that time. And it's so hard. And so you got to just know that like you got to set boundaries with yourself, with that voice and let that voice know like, nope, I'm doing my very best. And in motherhood, if you're doing your very best, then that is the best that you can do. Okay, my last one, which is my number four for 2024 is include yourself in the memories that you're capturing mm -hmm. with your phone because you you know you're gonna have a new baby you're gonna be your whole photo album is going to change you're gonna go from like you're gonna become that mom where like every pictures of your child every video I remember like when when I fought I, I couldn't believe he was mine I was just so like overjoyed with just like joy and happiness like I literally I understood what it meant to like cry out of joy for real like I would hold him and I would look at him and I will and I still do sometimes I would just look at him and I'm just like oh, I love you and I, I can't believe that you're that you're mine and I'm so grateful to the Lord for like sending you my way but then I look back and I'm like I'm barely in any pictures or any videos oh I did get professional videos yes she did not just say that I know I know <laughs> but you I'm want the happy. casual ones you want yeah, the you want like, the and also like I'm Off glad, the record one. Two things. I'm glad that I invested in capturing those moments. But I feel like a lot of moms either don't feel like great at that moment. They don't feel like themselves. Or they don't feel like they're ready for a picture yet. Or yeah, like yeah. they don't have the makeup. And again, I think I saw this also like in one of those, you know, social media posts where it was like, you know, who cares? You want to be... That's some pretty horrendous photos of me, not going to lie. Yeah, but like I actually... I'm still... Regret on having more pictures of me like breastfeeding and looking messy and tired and just like really capturing that moment authentically, yeah, yeah. you know, because I have beautiful pictures of me like done up with a child and the baby and like, but like you don't need to wait. And like sometimes I think we're also like embarrassed, like, hey, do you mind like taking a picture of me and my child or do yeah, you yeah, mind yeah. like just doing a video so I could have this for like my memories? I love, and now Ford is at a, a stage now where he loves looking back and um, looking at his video when he was a baby and like, you know, the videos that we have. But I, for those mommies, don't be embarrassed and ask because no one's going to volunteer. For sure, like, for sure. Hey, let me, you for know. Sure. And for daddies who are listening, like just, you know, help her out, like get the video because every video of Ford and his dad is like beautiful, like so cute. Like, Honestly, candid, we're so good at that. Cutting, yeah, you know, yeah, like we're so spontaneous, good at this. like, oh, this is endearing moment <laughs> and when it comes to mom it's like okay wah, wah. so I think like it's important to really and I we have the technology to do it now I'm maybe you I, just like have them take them of you and then like you like store them really far away for a very long time my fourth point last one I'm gonna read it because it's a little bit long and then I'll explain there's only one of you and everyone has their unique role which will 
and is okay to be different than yours. This is where I'm going with it. If we throw back, go back to earlier episodes with Juan, for example, or even your sister, that episode with Juan and with Paloma, they talk about how we were micromanaging them every time they had the child. We were like, no, but you have to do this. And I think it took me a minute to understand that like your spouse or your mother or your mother-in-law or your sister or your brother, everybody is going to have a different approach with your child for how they connect with them, how much they want to connect with them, how they want to, you know, play with them, how they want to talk to them. And yes, like there are certain things like if they're on a schedule or if they have to drink milk a certain way, because then if not, it's gonna, they're going to make, you know, it's going to make them sick or whatever. Those things, yes, you can, you know, intervene and say, but there's other things that you, I think at the beginning are hard to kind of let go with. But in the, in the longer term, I think it's important. It's important that like, For example, Juan's way that he bonds with Victoria is like very silly and joking around things that I find particularly gross. Like, good for them. That is a unique thing that he brings to her. And like, there needs to be variety in their life. And there needs to be, you know, a, a grandmother, for example, is gonna every now and then say things that you're like, oh, we don't say that anymore. But it's fine. Because at the end of the day, you're their mom. You are their True North, yes. you're the North Star, you're you're it. So you're gonna be the driving general direction for them. And they're gonna it's good for them to be exposed to different styles, different people, different personalities. So just remember that, especially when at the very beginning when it's hard to let go and like you give your baby, like someone's holding your baby and then they do something and you're like cringing inside. It's fine. It's okay. You know let what, the go. second that I let go, especially with Ford and his dad, it was so liberating for me. <clears throat> you know, it took me a long time to not be like, okay, but after the bath, you're going to put this cream and then you're going to massage his feet and you're going to put the pajamas <laughs> and you're going to do this and then like turn off the light and put the, you know, the noisemaker. And, but once I let go, because I realized that it also gave the dad more freedom and joy to spend his time, you know, however he wanted to spend it with Ford, it strengthened their relationship and it really took a weight and a stress off my shoulder. Yep. And then for me also, faith be was important because I, it taught me to let go of things I cannot control, mm -hmm. right? Those are the things where you're like, listen, I cannot protect my child. I, I could do only so much. After that, I had to kind of like let go. And I think a lot of that fear, and it's okay to have fear because you're a new mom and you're, this is like, you never felt you know experience love at this level and you, you know you're gonna be like I'm never gonna love someone like as much as I love my child so it is hard to kind of let go but I love that I love the your point in terms of like giving them a little bit of color and diversity in their life experiences and interactions with different people also strengthens those relationships but also makes them you know better human beings yeah but it is hard at the beginning it's okay super to hard. be like oh my god but, you know super hard but yeah I love that yeah so th those were my four You're four. You know, we hope this new journey for you, you know, will be nothing but but wonderful. We know it'll be sprinkled with difficulties. But again, remember, the time goes by so, so fast. And my least favorite phrase ever, but most important phrase is give yourself grace. Mm -hmm. I Every time someone said this, I was like, I roll. But like, for real, for real, like, It's so important. I know, and we're so excited for you. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. Welcome to this community. 
you're gonna be a mom or like mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I always get so happy. So congratulations. Boost Mobile tiene una gran oferta para que aproveches tu reembolso de impuestos al máximo y te mantengas conectado. Al cambiarte a Boost, recibe un 50% de descuento en tu primer mes de datos ilimitados. O, con un plan ilimitado de 40 dólares, llévate un Samsung Galaxy A15 5G por $39.99. Obtén los mejores teléfonos en las redes 5G más grandes del país. Con Boost Mobile, cambiarse es fácil. Solo visita BoostMobile.com. Boost Mobile, sin miedo al éxito. Para clientes nuevos y solamente en línea, requiere Arobay. 50% de descuento en el primer mes requiere un plan de $25 dólares al mes. Aplican otras restricciones. Visita Boost Mobile. Este abril te invitamos a nuestra feria virtual Univisión Contigo rumbo a la universidad. Conéctate virtualmente con representantes de colegios y universidades en la costa este. Desde Nueva York a Florida, aprende sobre ayuda financiera, becas y otros recursos para continuar tu educación. Regístrate para asistir y para la oportunidad de ganar una tableta. Te esperamos en Univisión Contigo rumbo a la universidad del 3 al 9 de abril. Regístrate ya en univision.com diagonal universidad.